We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Datable podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode is brought to you by Making Ways. Making Ways is a podcast that shares the unexpected paths to creative careers. Just like we hear stories about people's journey to finding love, Making Ways shares people's journey to finding a career they love. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast apps, or visit makingways.co to learn more. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Have you ever thought about the way you date and the way you view dating really has to do with where you are? And sometimes we kind of date in a bubble if you think about it. Have you ever stepped out of San Francisco or California or the US and saw how, how the rest of the world dates and it's just a lot different, isn't it? So today we're gonna talk about some of those differences with our guest Kino. 
Hello. Hey. What's up? Hey. I'm going to give you a little background on Kino first. He is 30 years old, originally from the Philippines, and he's been in San Francisco for 10 years. Now, he wrote in to us and said, guys, I grew up in the Philippines. I'm used to this traditional type of dating. He's been in all these long-term monogamous relationships. You were actually engaged for a few years as well, yes, right? two years. Two years. And now you're dating in the U.S., um, this whole dating multiple people and using all these dating apps. <laughs> You're just clueless about what it's like to date here, not just in modern times, but also in this culture. So I want to learn more about you dating in the Philippines. What does that mean when you say a traditional, a traditional style of dating? Because for some of us, you know, some of our listeners have never done the traditional dating before. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we don't, well, growing up, we don't, we didn't really call it dating. It's more like courting. Um, mm. So all your focus is basically on one person, and usually um, that person will be the one like you're gonna marry, basically. Wait, hold up! One person <laughs> at a time, and yeah. then you're gonna marry them. This is all foreign to well, us. Yes, it's one person at a time, and yes, um, I, I feel like now it's very different though. Like, and yeah. the Philippines is very Americanized. I'm sure now there's so many like people like just dating around. Um, a lot of expats live there too, so I'm sure that culture translates um, really quickly to the Philippines. But so you were there 10 years ago, or have you, were you no. anywhere before? So I, I grew up there um, in the Philippines up to high school, and then I moved to Indonesia for two years, where I started college. And then after that, I moved to China in Shanghai um, for a year. Wow, so you're super international. I would say Asia is probably one of the last cultures to adopt this modern dating mm -hmm. sort of culture. Um, because even talking to my cousins, all of them were doing this traditional dating up until maybe five, six years ago, where they date one person at a time. Yep. And the whole purpose of dating is to find someone to marry. Yep. <laughs> That's all changed, obviously. Yeah. And that has not been the case in the US for a while now. When were you first exposed to westernized dating? <laughs> um, I guess recently when my ex broke up with me, I, I just didn't know what to do. Like, I mean, I, I knew of the online dating apps, but I've never tried it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also weird because like, like it was kind of taboo, I guess, growing up. Like, yeah, don't do that. It's just for hooking up and all that stuff. But I feel like now it's like the norm in the city. Like yeah. you, you don't really meet people outside anymore. It's just all through the apps. I've had this sort of wanting to write a screenplay about an alien that comes down to earth to date for the first time and just being like, why are we still messaging hello? Why are we still why are we still online? Why can't we see each other in person? Like what's the hold up? So you definitely that's one of the main complaints we hear about modern totally. dating. But then I would throw it back at you and say, well, you were traditional dating for so long. You were engaged. None of those worked out. Do you think that had anything to do with the changing culture of dating? Or was it just the way it was? Um, I think it was just the way it was. Um, my past relationships before my last one were all long-distance relationships mm. because I was moving around so much. Um, and, you know, those didn't work for obvious reasons. And I think my last one... Um, she was also Filipina, 
And I think she kind of felt like she was missing out. I think this, that was one of the reasons why she broke up with me. Um, like she felt like we were just like together for so long. We grew up together. Oh. And what else is out there? I mean, there's definitely like a cultural side, but I think there's that even for people that have been in the U.S. that just happen to be in a lot of long-term relationships. And yep. The grass is always greener. I want to see what else is out there. Well, that's the thing with modern dating is that uh, we have more access to more people now. Back right. in the day, you only had your neighbors. Yep. And it's like, okay, I already dated those two neighbors. Now the yep. third one. And the apps are illusion because it feels yes. like there's just so Abundance. many people out there. and Abundance. Whatnot. It's too easy. So too easy to get tempted. Before you moved to the U.S., did you hear anything about dating in the U.S.? What were you expecting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... I, I guess I sort of knew how dating was here. I mean, based on like just what I see in movies and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. What movies would you <laughs> <laughs> All the cheesy movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, like my Chinese relatives, they think American dating is just having sex. Like they just picture orgies <laughs> and nonstop sex. Isn't it a little? <laughs> <laughs> maybe in maybe, maybe in Burning Man. Yeah. Yes. Well, but, what's on the movies? I'm yeah, it's all the movies. Yeah, they're they're uh, my my grandparents are always like Americans are so horny. They they always <laughs> say that to me. Like Americans are very horny. So when you say dating multiple women, what an interesting concept. How weird. Why is that so weird to you? I think I'm I'm a, a very like loyal person, and I feel like if I date more than one person, I feel like I'm cheating on. <laughs> On one of them, mm-hmm. like even even though I guess we're not officially together or well, and probably because from like an early age it was like one person focus. Yeah, I mean, like growing up, you know, my parents they were each other's firsts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like growing up, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna find you know the perfect girl. She's gonna be my first. She's gonna be my last, and it's like kind of like the goal. Do you feel like you need to date multiple people in the U.S.? Is it is there something that's driving you to do that? No, um, I don't think so. I, I, I still don't do it. Um, when I date someone, I just focus on that person. Wow. Um, I try to, um, even though, you know, I get ghosted a lot and all that stuff. But, um, you know, when, when something clicks, I definitely just focus on that one person. Even um, though you know that they're probably dating other people? Yes. Huh, okay. Yes. Like, I, I hear about people um, from this podcast <laughs> um, dating, yeah, having know. multiple dates in one night. I'm just like, I can't do that. Yeah, like, I know. It's tired some, yeah. It's yeah, and I feel like if, if I'm dating someone for like the night, I want to spend as much time as possible to get to know that person. So mm-hmm. do you tell the people that you're dating that you're not someone that like likes to date around? Mm. Like, have you ever had those conversations with them? Sort of. Um, I'm pretty open to the fact that I'm new to dating. Mm-hmm. So I always tell them that, you know, I'm, I'm very straightforward. Like, you know, I just got out of this relationship, but, you know, I'm looking for mm-hmm. something serious, something real. Um, That's great. Yeah. Like, how do how do yeah. girls respond to that? I mean, from the few dates that I've been, um, I think they appreciated it. I think honesty is definitely the best way to go. I personally really appreciate that because totally. I can't I can't even count how many times I've come back from a date and asked my girlfriends, I'm not sure if he's looking for something serious. Right. <laughs> and I hear from my girlfriends all the time too, right? I don't know what he's looking for. But it's yeah. nice that you put that up front. And if the girl's not looking for what you're looking for then she'll probably right. just weed herself out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, it, and it's been tough. Like, I, I mentioned that I'm straightforward about, you know, I just got out of, out of this long-term relationship. And it's a little unfair because they seem to, like, think that, 
Oh wait, you're not ready yet. Oh, you haven't gone on that much oh, dates. Um, maybe you should date more people first. Someone actually told that to me. When did you get out of this last relationship? Um, February of last year. So a year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess it depends on your own comfort level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I think everyone's different. You know, everyone moves on in a different totally. way. Um, some people, it takes them years to get over someone. Yep. Some people, maybe just months. I feel like you never really know when, like, I don't think a switch just goes goes on and you're like, okay, I'm ready now, you know? No. Like, right. You, you just, like, have to move on and just, like, start going on dates and, like, figure mm -hmm. out. And, yeah, just go from there. But I feel like it's unfair when, you know, I go on these dates and they're like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know if you're ready yet, you know? Like, mm. maybe you should just date more people first. Like, dating around's the norm. And, and then they disappear. you don't want to do yeah. it. Hmm. See, I get the sense that you're probably uber serious on dates. Like, I get the sense that you come off as a guy who's going to do all the things that I personally would want, but then feel like this is real, right? Because it's so abnormal in some ways. And I can see, because I've actually said this to someone before, thinking, okay, you just got a relationship a year ago. It's a serious relationship. And now you're looking for something serious again. Are you just a, ser a serial monogamist? Are you just looking for someone to fill the void versus are you really trying to look for someone? I mean, I don't think I'm that serious. I mean, I try to have fun. You know, it's like, you know, when you go on dates, you want to act like you're just trying to get to know a new friend. <clears throat> so that's, I mean, that's how I go about it. You know, when questions are, you know, asked, you know, I just answer them straightforward. Like, you know, what are you looking for? I'm looking for something serious. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I just, I just go with it. I so, think it comes back to online though, is like, there's so many re reasons why people are online dating that like your sample size is not that big. So like you were saying, yeah, that would be awesome to find someone like that. Maybe you just haven't found those girls yet that are like this is awesome that's probably true yeah so when you wrote into us you said i'm totally clueless about yeah. dating in san francisco i'm having all these problems i'm not getting as many dates list out all the problems you're having and let's hash it out okay well, <laughs> well first of all i'm not getting any matches maybe i get one a month that's like nothing i, I think compared to like what i've been hearing how many apps are you on um a lot. <laughs> okay. Basically all of them. You know, Bumble, I've, I've never gone on a date on Bumble. Um, my best date was from Tinder, which is weird, <laughs> I think. But yeah, it's I, I've been maybe on like five or six dates. Um, now I, I've been, I, I took a little break. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I deleted all of them. <laughs> um, but... Oh, the cycle. <laughs> yeah, the cycle. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, when I was active, I, I was very active. Like, you know, every day I would mm -hmm. swipe. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it came to a point where, actually, I think it was about the time where I wrote in. I was so frustrated. Like, I was just, like, watching TV and swiping. <laughs> like, without even looking. And I got maybe one match from Okay. That. I've heard other men complain about this, too. And, like, yep. I've been, like, using the apps again. And... I wouldn't, like, it's obviously as a woman, you get more in general, but I, no I see a noticeable difference from a couple years ago when I was on them. And I think, like, not even just matches, like, people messaging. And I think that a lot of it's just, like, fatigue of them, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, some people are just not meant to be on apps. You might just be that guy. You know, I, I feel like you're the type of guy who's going to meet someone through an introduction, through a friend of a friend, through a coworker. I think the apps are just 
so quick and simple that it's just, it like, it doesn't feed your needs at all. Okay, so problem number one, no matches, lack of matches. Problem number two. Um, I guess the first dates and a few dates um, that went to like a second or third date, but nothing more than that, um, except for my last one, which is in a weird limbo. Yeah, it, it's more of like, yeah, I, I go on these first and second dates and I try to, you know, get to know them um and i guess the chemistry is usually not there um why why do you say you guess i feel like i always like when when i you know uh, reach out to these um women um i feel like i always have to reach out first you know like if i don't text them they're not going to text at all and you know most of them they just end up just like ghosting me like just not texting back I mean, I know texting probably wasn't a thing when you lived in the Philippines and Asia, but it like, was, did you? Thing, yeah. Okay, but yeah. did you experience that there? Like, did you experience women being as reactive as they are here, or how you perceive it here? Um, I think so. Uh, I mean, texting is pretty big there um, in Asia. I mean, the, the, my exes, like, they would when we were still dating, they would text me a lot. And do here, they ghost in Asia? I don't think so. Um, Probably now a lot of ghosting happens, but <laughs> back then I think like when you pick someone and that girl like agrees to go out with you, I think she's already agreed to like be with you forever. Interesting. Pretty much. But also back in the day, there was accountability. You're being introduced yeah. by a mutual party. So if they screw you over, right. then, you know, the word gets back to right. whoever set you up. Like now there's no accountability. Bob on Tinder, who cares? Yeah, who cares? See him again. They're not a real yeah. person, yeah. really, until you meet them. And then when you meet them, it's like, well, we have nobody, no mutual friends. Right. I can I do whatever I want. I can be like, yeah, I can be an asshole. And no one's going to find out. So you're experiencing the lack of accountability when yeah. it comes to dating. Okay. Why do you think you're, I'm going back to what you said. I'm guessing that the chemistry was not there. When you say that statement, is it because someone said that to you or you're just making an assumption? I'm making an assumption, but I, th I feel like, I mean, personally, I think chemistry just doesn't happen like immediately. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure for most people, like, you know, once you start talking, you feel it. Mm -hmm. you know? But I think for a lot of other people, um, chemistry happens over time because um, you're still trying to get to know the person. You know, sometimes in the first or second days, they're not as open. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, they, you know, slowly warm up to you, slowly yep. be more open. And then you realize your, um, your similarities and all that stuff on like the fourth or fifth date. Mm -hmm. And I mean, usually it doesn't get to that point. So how was it with your exes? Like when you were more singular focused, did you feel that chemistry or did it build over time? I think um, it was a mix. It was a mix of both. A few of them, um, they were my friends first. Mm. So we already knew each other. And I think, you know, that's also like one of the good things about, you know, being with someone who, who you are friends with first. Yeah. yeah. Because you know that person and how the person is and you just accept that person for who he or she is. So Yeah, there's something, uh, God, I, I keep thinking about this. If you're dating some, if you're on a date with someone where you know them sort of, or you have a mutual friend, the dynamic on that date is so different than coming cold and knowing nothing about them. Definitely. And I feel like maybe your demeanor when you come in cold is probably so different than how you would normally act on like a date with someone you you have some sort of comfort level with. So that's probably another issue too. It's like coming in cold with yep. a perfect stranger 
What other issues are you experiencing? Yeah, I think when I do get matches in, in the apps, um, like women seem like, I mean, in my experience, women seem very cold. Like mm. I try to get like a conversation going, try to get to know the person first. So, you know, we at least have something to talk about on the actual date. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, it's, it's like more of just like a yes or no, like answer and, and nothing continues. Um, isn't that so funny? There's mm -hmm. like this whole guilty until proven innocent mentality when it comes to online dating. Women experience the same thing. Yeah. If I'm talking to someone and I make the first connection, first um, piece of communication, somehow the other person feels like I'm putting them on a pedestal and I'm trying to get their affection and get them to like me and get them to ask me questions. So then I'm like feeding into their ego. There's something really weird about that. Like you're trying yeah. to prove yourself to these people. That you haven't met well i think like a lot of this i mean i'd be curious to ask you more about just like other things besides online that you've done but like i think a lot of this is just general online dating and i think some of it's like coming i know it's probably coming just like to you as like a total culture shock yeah because you've never really dated before i think a lot of this is like stuff that even people that have been dating years and years would probably say like none of this is like oh my God, this is so unique to you. I, that should hopefully give you some hope. We hear this to... over and over again. Your skin is just not thick enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it, some of it goes back to just like, is it a natural way to meet someone? I've done a lot of online dating, but all my significant relationships have been just in person, just organic, mm -hmm. over time, something just happening. Like, have you tried like doing any social events that you can meet people? Like what's been outside of online app experience? Yeah, um, I've gone to a couple of meetup meetups um, mm -hmm. and, and they were pretty fun. Um, I just like recently just like after that, I just got really busy from work. And it's just like when you're busy, it's just too easy to go to the apps. And yeah, like, I'm also not the there. type of person who would just go out at bars and like just, approach women. Yes, um, it's it's it's. I'm just not that type. It's weird for me. I mean, I, I probably need to learn how to do that. But yeah, most of you know my exes are the girls I meet from common friends or. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing they've known you over time, and then that yeah. attraction grows yeah. over time. I think it's an interesting thing that you said though that I don't have time, so I go to the apps. Yeah. But then you also know the apps don't work that. Yeah. Exactly. So is it worth assessing, like, if that's the right time allocation, I guess? Yeah, I mean, that's that's very true. I mean, for me, I mean, the apps don't work, but I feel like there's a lot of successful relationships through the apps. Totally. It only are. takes one. It does. You know, even though you swipe out of, like, a million people, it just takes one. Um, what are you looking for? I'm looking for something real. Like, you know, um, I think um, I'm, I'm ready. Like, uh, I mean, I, I was engaged and I was ready then. Um, I mean, I definitely um, heard a lot after that relationship. You know, uh, after that, I've definitely learned so much about myself and what I actually want from a person um, that I think, you know, I'm, I'm just ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I would like to go on more dates to get to know more people. and But yeah. That's that's the end game. I'm just gonna play fake psychologist for one quick sure. second because you're really qualified. Because I'm really qualified, you <laughs> guys. I um I got my certification from Udemy. <laughs> the sense I get from you, Kino, is that you're still healing, and uh, the women with their comments about like I don't know if you're ready. Part of me feels that way. And I'm not I'm not saying you're healing from that last relationship. It's c compounded healing. I feel like you haven't specifically 
addressed some of the hurt you felt in the past to move on, which is hurting your self-esteem. And that's what I'm feeling from you. It's like there's a there's a little part of you that you haven't, you're not willing to give yet. And you're holding back a little bit. And if I were on a date with you, I would feel like, gosh, I, he's hard to read. I'm not sure if he's looking to fill a void or he's actually wanting a relationship. That's the sense I get, right? That's what you to me would tell me to tell you. But <laughs> but that's enough of my little like fake psychologist. But I, I do want to say, though, um, for anyone who's feeling this frustration, we hear it all the time, this dating fatigue from, from apps, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot of times. You're like, you default to these apps. It's easy to do. It's accessible. But at the same time, it's going to frustrate you. It's going to hurt you. And it just makes you hate it even more. Like, did you have a lot of time between... Like, I know you've had a lot of ser- like long relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, what's been, like, the timeline before the next one? It's usually within a year. Sometimes less. So you're coming You're coming up on that year. You're like, I'm coming oh, come up on. on. That year. <laughs> what do you think of what UA just said? No, I think... I think you're pretty spot on, like, what women feel. And I think you're definitely um, not wrong about, like, what my current situation is. I mean, I can't, like, I actually, I mean, I can't say, like, what, what I feel right now. Like, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's, it's partly true that maybe I'm still hurting. And I think, yeah, I agree with that, for sure. Um, I mean, it, at the same time, it is unfair, you know, when I go on these dates and women feel that way, that they just like push me away just because of that reason. It's not like we're gonna get, gonna get married next month or anything. I mean, we can still get to know each other. I feel like um, when you're trying to, you know, heal or get over someone, you don't need to do it by yourself. It's it's all about that the in between. Like who 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 helps you? Like your friends, maybe the next person helps you get get over it. I do think there is a little bit of danger to think about. I don't need to do this healing process by myself. I'm looking for something, someone to help me. That's fine, but I think it does come from within. And from one of our season finale episodes, our guest Dave said, you know, after his divorce, so he went through a heartbreaking divorce. He worked on himself for a year. And in that year, he didn't stop dating. It's not like, you know, you just cut it cold turkey, but he was dating to find himself not to hop on that next relationship, but through dating and through therapy in that year, he found himself. And I would say we could all do this in our healing process is to focus inward. Yeah. What, what can I do to improve how I'm feeling right now? Because you're obviously not happy with the state of things. What can you, because you can only control yourself. You can't control other people. Right. You can't control the fact that the culture here is dating multiple people, using apps, like that's just the reality that we're in. That's the reality we're in, but also set some standards for yourself. If women are cold to you, if someone's cold to you on an app, stop talking to them. Right. It's, you're not there trying to please them, right? You're not trying to earn their interest. True, yeah. So you got to set some higher expectations and standards for yourself and also diversify how you're meeting people. Yeah. This Here's one. Here's... Here's one way to diversify is through this podcast. We're going to pimp you out. <laughs> yeah, nice. Anybody who wants to meet Kino, let us know. He's a good-looking young man. Um, but also, you know, like, I really think you're the type of guy, and we've talked about this on so many episodes, some people just do so much better face-to-face yeah. over time. Yep. So I always yeah. say, like, join a group where you're exposed yep. to the same person, same people, week after week. Yeah. Because then those emotions and attraction yeah. develops over time. 
Yeah, like I know about myself that I'm good in like small groups, like mm-hmm. big events, like I'm not that great in. So like I try to find activities that are more like smaller group oriented to meet people. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I definitely agree. Like um, David, right, his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going through the same journey. You know, I've done a lot to kind of like fix myself, trying to find myself um, and what and what I really want. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, yeah, he, I don't stop dating, but like, I'm always in this mindset wherein, you know, whoever I'm dating at the moment could be the one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just going to, I'm not going to overlook that and be like, I'm just going to date shouldn't. more people until I find myself, right. you know? Like, I mean, there's there's no, like, end to that. I mean, you can spend your whole life finding yourself. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, in my mindset is, you know, this person can be the one and I'm, you know, going to put all my efforts to this person. Assuming it works out. I think that's really great, though. And I don't think, like UA said, like, she would be, or like, I would too. Both of us would be, like, really into someone like that. So I think it's, again, just, like, finding the people that agree with you on that. I wouldn't say, like, all of a sudden you should go be serial dating everyone. Yeah. And doing all this stuff. But it's probably, like, a combination of just blaming the external, but then also, like, staying true to yourself at the same time. I would also say that I like the mentality of the glass is half full. I like that. So coming into a date thinking this could be the one this person could be the one is great but at the same time you got to think to yourself what are some of those qualities that would make someone the one instead of going okay everybody could be the one you have to think what is that feeling what is the last time I felt like someone could be the one what are those feelings I want to get and what are those like qualities I'm really looking for? Because then that helps you filter the date too. I can I can see sometimes when you want something to work out, you could be on a not so great date and be right. like, oh, okay, I think this could work out. I think this could be the one still. Or be really disappointed if they're not the one. Yeah, yeah. and be yeah, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. That's that's really dangerous. Well, especially too. when you've never even met the person. Like there's just so many variables of like that first online date isn't even really a first date yeah, when you think exactly. about it. Yeah. It's shocking to me how many times Julie and I will meet men just like you who are having a hard time dating and we're both like why? Like, I don't understand because all of our girlfriends would say they're looking for someone like you, but there's yeah. a mismatch. Like, Why are you guys finding not, other, not yeah. finding each other? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over at Datable. Datable is teaming up with Hired Club to provide headshots for your dating profiles. You'll get a fully professional experience with makeup, styling, lighting, and more. Visit datablepodcast.com forward slash coaching for more details. What's your age range that you're filtering for? Oh, I'm from like 24 to 36 Okay, okay so pretty wide pretty range. Yeah, range. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't, like, age is a number for me. Kids, no kids, does it matter? I don't know, actually. I mean, I, I've never thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never dated anyone with kids. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm open to that. I mean, it's like, like what you said, at the end of the day, it's, um, it's just like getting to know a friend. I mean, worst case, maybe you turn out to be friends or not. I don't know. But um, after that, at the end of the day, you learn more about yourself and what you want. Mm-hmm. So to turn it back to different cultures, because mm-hmm. I am still very interested in that. Do you have friends to date that are living in Asia or anywhere else? And what do they say about dating? So I haven't talked to much friends lately in Asia, but it's it's kind of gone to that westernized 
route now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially my friends who are still dating. Um, now it's 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 more it's more normal to just like date multiple people. But yeah, I I still have some friends who are married or are still with the person who they're first dated with, like yeah. their, their first person. But so. they probably met them a long time ago. Before yeah. apps and all that. It's like, I actually met this girl from Barcelona and she didn't even know that I do this podcast or anything. And she just started talking about dating. Mm-hmm. And literally everything she said was like about how Tinder like has like given all the people all these options and like all this stuff. And I'm like, it literally sounds like all the complaints we hear here. It's like, we obviously need more data points than just these couple people, but it's yeah. like really fascinating that we keep hearing like that it isn't that different in different places. I think it's totally almost the same in in China, but there's expat dating and local yeah. dating. Yeah. And expat dating is affecting the way locals date. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you'll see yeah. it all the time. You see these expats come in, when I lived in Beijing, um, they would start luring the, all these expat men would lure the local women. And then the local women are like, wait, I can date you, but I don't have to marry you. Perfect. I'm going to date a local and an expat. And then that influenced the local men to think, oh, if you're dating an expat and me, then I can date multiple women myself. Interesting. So it's definitely funneled down to local dating. But you don't hear as many complaints because it's still so new. It's so, probably like it's like exciting. We were talking about earlier, like when Tinder first came out, you were getting tons of matches and tons of messages. It was like really fun. So they yes. probably haven't hit that like burnout stage. They haven't burned out yet. My cousin, my female cousin, she's like six one. She's really tall, especially for a Chinese girl. So when she was dating, this was like ten years ago. She had absolutely no options. Right. So anybody that was presented to her, she was like, okay, this will do. He's just about as tall as me. That's fine. And her whole, like my whole family was worried about her. They're like, do we need to ship her out to like the West <laughs> to find someone? But nowadays she's like, if I were dating in today's time, yeah. I would have so many options. Well, that's the flip yep. side. That's the benefit of all this like technology and online dating. Like you don't have to just rely on whoever your circle is or who you come in contact with. You meet people that wouldn't be in that circle. Yeah. But it, I don't think, again, it's not so much the location, it's the mindset within that location. Totally. And in the U.S., we're experiencing this major burnout, and everyone's complaining about the exact same things. But like you said, people are still meeting each other off the apps. It yeah. still happens. Yeah, well, like you happens. said, it just takes one. It's like you might yeah, have just to just go one. through a bunch of sh- shitty dates or like bullshit to find that person. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we've also talked about this a lot. Your dating life is also affected by all the other aspects of your life, too. For sure. Yeah. So it, it does help to sit down and think about my personal life, my family, my, my career. How is that funneling yep. into my dating totally. life? And how are they interrelated, too, right? Even if all of a sudden tomorrow America woke up and said, we're going back to traditional ways of dating, there are no more apps, they're banned, people freak out. Like yeah. you were saying, if you're yep. super serious on a date, people freak out. They're like, well, it's what the mentality it's- shift? I think there's some of it's app, but then there's also just like the change of like women in the workplace. Like mm-hmm. not like we were talking about earlier, like the men would court the women and they would get married, but like now women don't necessarily need men financially anymore. Yep. So there's just a lot of dynamics that are changing that like some are apps, but some really aren't it's just day and age. Mm-hmm. There's there's definitely more independence um, for sure. You know, in, in, in growing up in the Philippines, like I guess women are a little bit more dependent yeah. to yep. men. Um, 
and so all these texts, you know, every single minute of the day happens. Um, but now women are just independent. Like, mm-hmm. like, like what I said, like I usually contact them first before they even text me back. So like, if I don't text them, they're, they're never going to text me back. We got to find a happy medium because if a girl texts too yep. much, she's fucking crazy. And then if she doesn't text enough, <gasps> she's too cold. cold. Like yep. what is a happy medium? I had a friend that went to <laughs> Shanghai on a break. He was there on vacation, met a girl, Shanghainese girl. They started dating for that week. He was there one day we went out to lunch for an hour. When we came out of that lunch, he has 73 text messages from her. And I said, how do you feel about that? He goes, feels good to be wanted. Well, I think it all comes back. I think it all comes back to if you're into that person, then anything is amazing. And if you're not, then you're not. That's true. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, if you weren't into her, you're like, this girl's batshit exactly. crazy. But I think, like, it really, like, the middle ground is, like, when you find that person, all that, sh- like, shit goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have to agree with, with your friend. Like, <laughs> it, it's nice to feel wanted. And I think that's that kind of stems from, like, my past relationships wherein they were a bit more dependent on me. Yep. So I would get all these texts and I'm fine with that because, you know, that's what I'm here for. You mm-hmm. know? But there's also like the rules and like all these like bad books that Western women have gotten. Oh my of, gosh. Like, don't text first because he'll lose interest. Three day rule. Yeah. Like all yeah. this stuff. So like I think there is some of that in like not, that's not like the only reason if a woman's not texting you back, but there is some of that they might be interested, but they're like not wanting to like, show all their cards. I think the overarching theme though, because you know, we're kind of talking about like, if you're looking for a serious relationship for marriage, but in Europe, right? Women are independent. They don't necessarily look for marriage. It's not like, you know, the main thing they're looking for. They have the same complaints about modern dating because it's the uncertainty of modern dating. It's the being a limbo, like the word you used earlier. It's the, I don't know if he's into me. I don't know what we are. I don't know if we're going to hang out Saturday. I don't know if she's going to flake on me again. It's that uncertainty that's the overarching theme, regardless of whether you're looking for marriage or not. And that goes back to accountability. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uncertainty for sure. But at the same time, if you don't do anything, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So might as well go for that. And if you don't get it, then at least you, you know that you tried and it's not going to happen. As opposed to just like waiting and staying there and, you know, uncertainty. Okay, I'll just not do anything. And then you just like lost a chance. Totally. Yeah, you still have to do something. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, you're just alone. So what are some of our takeaways? So many. So many many takeaways. Um, Let's move to the Philippines. (laughs) Well, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Let's travel back in time. time. It's still amazing to go to. The beaches are amazing, so I recommend that. Oh, yeah. I need to go to the Philippines so bad. So some of my takeaways would be, one, every time you are feeling dating fatigued, just know that there's a million other people who are echoing your thoughts as well. So you're not alone in this. Two is whenever you feel like you're in a lull for with with dating, look inward first. Think about like what are some aspects of my life I can improve, and what are some healing, what's the healing process that I'm in right now? What can I do to work on myself more? And then three, I would say it's all about this like um, this having standards. I say it all the time, but it's yeah. like we got to filter better. We really got to filter better on the apps online and also in person. We're not, when you're on a date with someone, it's not your goal to get them to like you. It's your goal to get to know them. Those are two very different things. So we got to have better and higher standards for that. Totally agree. 
takeaways? Yeah, so many. So I think, many. I mean, I, th- I think you should keep doing what you're doing by pursuing someone and like going all in with someone because there's something really like beautiful about that. For the right person will give you the edge up over these people that are more like loosey-goosey and not like really locking it down and doing stuff. So I think there is something about that art of chivalry and like pursuing and what was the word you use? Like courting courting i think i know it's like a forgotten i know but that was like a big thing back in the day and i think there's something really nice about that and like looking back on that too like when you're in a relationship like thinking about those early stages like they're it's really like part of the whole relationship so Mm -hmm. i think people should do that more like i don't think that you should do it less but i do think like the reality is like even in the philippines even in china like this shit's happening so it's like how do we deal with it? Like complaining about it and not that you are complaining about it, but just like, you know what I mean? Like sitting there and being like, oh, I don't want to be on any app or I don't want to be doing any of this. Like that's only going to get you so far. Yes. Keep doing the most, the romantic things, the gestures that you're doing, but make sure you're getting the response you're getting that you you want to get versus pursuing blindly. Yeah. Right. And I think the putting all eggs in one basket, like I would try to find more ways to meet female friends and let it evolve because that's like, yes. you know that about yourself and you know that's how your past relationships started. Yeah, you shouldn't turn off every app. Like you said, it only takes one and it's worth keeping, but it shouldn't be like the only thing either. Yes, definitely, definitely. Do you do yoga by chance? Um, I've been wanting to. Oh, so you women should, gold mine. You should turn it into a New Year's resolution. Well, All women, but also working on breathing, working on meditation, I mean, working on yourself. Like I, we know a lot of friends. This is something I would never do because I'm not a morning person and a super athlete. Ugh. But like we have like like November project is like a lot of our friends have met significant others through there because it's like they all work out together. They all like meet each other. It's the same people. Like consistently so it's like finding what that is like that's not my thing but like someone else that could be their thing yeah I think it's just like what Dave did on on his episode he said he just tried out all these different things he tried like a rec um, sports league right you know you just try push yourself out of your comfort zone and try things that you're like I kind of want to try it but I'm kind of scared to try it too the reason why I say yoga would be so great for you is because I get the sense that you're a sensitive person as well and I get the sense that you want to meet a, a girl who's like in touch with her feelings and yoga is a great way to do that the numbers are in your favor yeah. and when <laughs> you get to a point where you feel good about yoga go join yoga retreat I'm telling you it's like all my guy friends who've gone to yoga retreats come back with a girlfriend every time <laughs> without fail without fail they're like we ate all this great vegan food together and talked about our feelings and now we're in love well I think like you were saying too it's Sometimes hard to carve out that time, but like if you have like an intramural league that's like every Wednesday at yeah. six p.m., it's like kind of like there for you. Yeah, and it's consistent. That's yeah, you need consistency. True. That's what you really need. I mean, I don't think that much girls play basketball, but that's my league right now. <laughs> well, there you um, go. Then you you do um, a co-ed basketball league. Yeah. Anybody out there? Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> if <you're> anybody? <laughs> if you're if you're in a co-ed basketball league, let us know. You, you can bring me to yoga too. That's fine. <laughs> it's a basketball yoga. Do you have any takeaways from all this? Um, you two just said all of it. Um, I think don't stop doing what I do, but at the same time, I should also focus on myself. Like, mm-hmm. yep. trying to fix myself, which I've been doing for the past year, but. 
you know, it, it's a good point. But I do want to clarify, when I say focus on yourself, it's not like, me, 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 does she like me, do, am I doing that, blah, blah, blah. It's not that, it's more like, how can I improve my situation? If I, I am in control of my life, I'm in control of my emotions, what can I do to make myself better? What can I do to feel better in this moment? Dating is so much about me, 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 me. Everyone always comes back from a date like, I don't know if he liked me. I don't know if she did blah, blah, blah. It's not about you, okay? It's about getting to know someone else. But when you come home, that's when you reflect on what can I do to make things better? We do have a question of the day. Shall we get to it? Yeah. Quickly. Question of the day comes from Jimmy. I've been dating someone really great for almost a month and we haven't had the DTR conversation yet to find the relationship for you newbies. I really like her, but I'm wondering if I should stop the dating apps. When would be a good time to phase out the apps and how should I broach the subject with her? Eee. Well, <laughs> well, well, well. I would say, Jimmy, if you feel uncomfortable about broaching the subject, you may not be with the right person. Because if you feel so comfortable with her, you really like her, it's been almost a month, um, you should feel pretty comfortable about, hey, just, like, just to let you know, I'm going to delete all my apps. How do you feel about that? I'm ready to be monogamous with you. I'm ready to define the relationship. Um, I would also say, like, Sometimes we forget that we're on apps. Uh, this I've has happened that. to yeah. Julie, <laughs> where you forget you're on an app. And well, then... you delete it from your phone, but some of them makes you like... Oh, yeah, your your profile still. Some of them make, make sure you... you delete your account. Well, like... Hinge, they make you... Well, I don't know if it's they do really, it anymore, but they, made, they used to make you email a certain person oh, yeah. to delete your account because they want the users up. Right, so... you got to think from the app perspective. Sometimes they want as you many might people still be on, on their... an app and not know you're You might not app. know it, so also be cognizant of that. If, you're, if you see your partner on an app, uh, instead of... Jumping to conclusions, you should ask them, you know, about the situation. Right. But I really do think if you're ready to phase out your dating apps, that's a good time to discuss it with your partner. And you should feel comfortable in doing that. Yeah, it's like a perfect opening line. It is. And sometimes, you know what? We talk about timelines all the time. Everyone's timeline's different. You could be dating someone for like a week and say, I'm ready to cut out all the apps. Yeah. Or date someone for like six months and then decide. I also feel like the DTR conversation, like, yeah, you want to make sure you're on the same page with someone. But I think if you're like with someone, like you just like have a vibe. A month in isn't that much time and people move at different paces. So I think if you're the type of person that likes to focus on one person, and like knows that about yourself, maybe it's not even a conversation. Like maybe it's just phasing out the apps. Like I know from firsthand experience, sometimes it's not even like a conscious thing. Like if you're just spending a lot of time with someone, you just don't have time to be dating other people. Yeah. So I almost feel like at that month part, and like unless you really feel compelled to have that conversation, then you can, but you also could just like do what you want to do and then like see what happens naturally. Like mm -hmm. obviously like, 10 months down the line, you don't want to find out the person's like seeing everyone and you're not, but yeah, I don't know. I think it will come out naturally as well. Or at least it should if you're with the right person. Yeah, totally. I mean, I was in the same boat actually a month ago and oh. I actually deleted the apps. Um, oh. That's the reason why I deleted, deleted my apps, except for Tinder because that's how I met her. Um, but I deleted all of it. I didn't tell her about it um, because uh -huh. I, I was having like a really nice feeling about, you know, this, this thing that's going on. And mm -hmm. I think it was, you know, great. Um, but now it's in a weird limbo. So 
You can always reactivate them. Like if you're the type of person that likes to have more of a singular focus once you've found someone, there's something nice about someone that will like dive in and not just like be constantly like rotating people and meeting people at a very shallow level. Personally, I'd rather get to know someone deeper and then realize it's either like going to progress or not happen. And then you can always restart if you need Definitely. if it doesn't happen. Yeah, totally agree. Well, that's the beauty of apps, right? They're always going to be there. Like They always want you as a user. <laughs> they, always, yeah, they always want you. They'll welcome you back with open arms. And if you ever feel like you're in limbo in the situation you're in, that's a good time to think, what do I need to do to change the situation? Because nobody wants to be in no. limbo. Just go for it. Honesty. Honesty is the best policy yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Listeners at home, if you like to meet Kino, let us know. We'd love to set you up on a little blind date if that's something you're into. If you're in a co-ed basketball league or, oh, yeah. or a beginner's yoga league. <laughs> that's there is a yoga league. Yoga league. <laughs> we compete in yoga poses I started, every Monday. I started climbing too, so. Oh, oh. that's a great way. If anyone wants to blame me physically and emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Come blame me. Oh, that should be your tagline on your dating apps. Come I feel like climbing gym is a good one. Climbing gym is a good one, except the numbers are not in your favor. No, but, a lot more men. But you That's can really true. step up and help a girl yes, out. Yes, yes. <laughs> Damsel That's true in too. distress. <laughs> and also, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, we are still looking for guests for season six. We love to hear what you have to say about modern dating. Or I still love this topic of like dating in other places. And yes. like if you have seen a dramatic shift from either somewhere else in the US or internationally, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, international dating. Let's take dateable international. Yeah. Okay, on that note, stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to balance out your time between dating apps and finding ways to meet people in real life. So one of the tricks we talked about was for every hour or half an hour that you spend on these dating apps swiping, you should also spend that equal amount of time searching for new activities or experiences where it could provide an environment for you to meet new people. This episode is brought to you by Making Ways. Making Ways is a podcast that shares the unexpected paths to creative careers. Just like we hear stories about people's journey to finding love, Making Ways shares people's journey to finding a career they love. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast apps, or visit makingways.co to learn more. If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with dateable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.